0: Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Irving in the front court of the left wing. Pulls up from three. Too strong, but it goes in and hit the back of the rim, went up in the air, and it fell in. Twice now, Kyrie Irving has got that feathery touch and the roll and the shot goes down. Bogdanovich underneath, rejected by Prince. Irving's got it, racing through defenders, down the lane to the rim, and he lays it up and in. Green controls into the front court. Out of the top, Prince has got it. Three on the way, no good, it was short. Allen with a rebound, and he scores, and he got fouled. And then swings his right arm in the air.
1: Utah Jazz fall behind right at the start of the game. Never rally, never get into it. A terrible performance, and they get blown out by the Nets. 130-96. to They were down 20-4 to PK, and it was over. Never got it back to single digits.
2: Yeah, it's unbelievable, man, to see that uh, them roll over right from the start. And I, I realized that the Nets were hot, and they had a couple lucky shots there that got the bounce early. But they also got all sorts of rhythm, too. Yeah. I mean, Talk about jumping on them early. How about falling down early and barely putting up a fight?
1: Yeah. It was uh, it was one layup after another early in the game. Except, as you say, there were a couple threes that hit the rim, went high in the air, and dropped in. But, man, that's six points and a 34-point loss. A little bit of momentum, you Take away
2: that, and it's like 20... Yeah, they're,
1: they're, 28. Stu- they're still not right there. No. It's a 35-14 first quarter, and donovan mitchell after the game said everything pretty much that we just said he did shoot it better now they weren't pressure shots because they were getting blown out but 31 points on 10 of 22 shooting so for a guy who's been struggling that's much better but they they gotta stop with the turnovers again there were a slew of soft turnovers donovan had one he just dropped his head and committed the foul to stop the break He had one in the first half where he just like burped the ball up to the guy who was in front of him.
2: And what does Locke tell us about above-the-break
1: turnovers? You usually follow that up with that. Yeah, but I didn't. Oh, thank goodness. And then Joe had one in the third quarter, just got his pocket picked. They're just really soft turnovers. Jazz, back at it today. They play the Knicks, 5.30, pregame show at 4.30. Bad news, the Knicks will be shorthanded. They're missing like four guys.
2: None of whom has any bearing on. No,
1: nah, not really. I mean, Randall's the guy who seems to be making it go. He's uh, he's averaging a double double. He's a twenty and ten guy, and he's got like seven assists a game. So,
2: right, it's not like they're losing their backcourt to Dick Barnett and Walt Frazier.
1: Ooh, old school, right there. That's nine year old PK running around the building. Uh, not running around the building. The friend wanted to run around the building. You want to watch some NBA hoop? No, I was charting
2: screen assists. I bet you weren't. <laughs> DJ and PK. Willis, come on, man. He was a screen assist before I even knew what a screen assist was.
1: All right, the Jazz weren't the only team that crashed in the NFL and the NBA last night. Let's get to that. Hashtag NBA. LeBron with four, with three, with two. Follow a jumper. He's got another one. Mid-range magic for Braun. Faku has it at the midcourt circle, guarded out
0: there by Ricky Rubio. Throws it inside the arc over to P.J. Dozier. Dozier goes to the left-hand. He's at the dotted line. Great pass to Jokic and a wide-open layup is up and in. Rebound grabbed by the Spurs. Murray wants to run. He's got Gay with him. He'll take it himself all the way in, and he lays it up and in, and a foul.
1: San Antonio Spurs beat the Clippers in L.A. 116-113. And the other score that was surprising, the Bulls going to Portland and beat the Blazers, 111-108. The Lakers were in trouble. Larry the Laker was whining and complaining and had a bad feeling, but they got it done. They won in Memphis 94-92, but a couple of teams you would have expected to win didn't get it done.
2: Well, Grizzlies are out with their two best players, Jackson Morant. Yep. The Clippers were without Paul George. And the Blazers, I, I, I just think they're overrated, man. They, they go as two guards go. And if those two guards don't have big games, they're susceptible every game. McCollum
1: had 26. Lillard had 24, although Lillard didn't shoot the ball very well. Not, not an efficient 24 points. That was more volume shooting right there. Rondo's out uh, three games in Atlanta. He's only played two games so far this season. He's got right knee soreness. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag college basketball.
1: Utah game with Oregon State has been postponed. COVID nineteen related issues in the Oregon State program. Both programs say they're hoping to reschedule this game somewhere down the road. Gonna get gonna get a little crowded for rescheduling these games. PK, there's a lot of them to reschedule.
2: Uh, yes, as far as that goes, my guess would be, what were they supposed to play twenty conference games this year? Yeah, uh, they bumped it up. Uh, probably not going to happen. I think in retrospect, what they should have done is eliminate all non-conference to give themselves more time to play the conference games. Uh, maybe you could have, who's to say, I don't know. Maybe you could have gotten them in earlier in November, in December. Yeah. You'd uh, got one in because play. they played yeah.
1: Washington way early.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the, and like the Devils, they got one in almost a month ago now, and they haven't been able to get the second one in. It's been crazy they've had three practices in three weeks so uh this thing is obviously just uh running rampant through these college basketball programs and keep keep trying see what you can get i don't know that it's going to be a true thing uh as uh, you know it is in football for some of these teams but try to keep keep going and see what you can come up with what time you get to march so on the uh,
1: on the on that train of thought, keep going. Uh, Utah State got to Albuquerque and kept going east until they got to Lubbock, and that's where they'll play New Mexico. Uh, the game's eight o'clock, CBS Sports Network tonight. Scotty G. will have the play-by-play here on the Zone. He'll do the pregame at seven thirty and the game at eight. So there shouldn't be much overlap. The Jazz and Knicks ought to be wrapping up about eight o'clock. So. Pick up, uh, pick up the Aggie game after that if you want a uh, a full night of local basketball. Utah State four zero, but that's sweeping San Jose and sweeping Air Force, so uh, this should be a little better test. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag NFL. If I'm being honest, no, nobody liked the decision. Nobody, and that's all, that's all I could say, mm-hmm. really. But um, I don't know what what was the who was the main person behind that decision, but um, all, I, all I know is a lot of people on the team was, was confused.
1: That's Philadelphia Eagles running back Miles Sanders saying nobody liked the decision to pull Jalen Hurts, put in the third stringer, Nate Sudfeld, in the fourth quarter of the Sunday night game right at the end of the season. And uh, even before uh, he came out, I think there were multiple people in the media pointing out, man, not a single Eagle player has said anything to defend a coach, and that is just speaking volumes. Any one of them could say, hey, Subfeld's worked with us all year and he deserved a chance, and not one of them did. So you knew how they felt. But Sanders came out and said it, but uh, a lot of other guys.
2: I disagree with him completely when he says not one guy. I mean, obviously the third string quarterback wanted it.
1: (laughs) Uh, I guess the only question I have, and I think this is with the the Tua in for Fitzpatrick too, is the coach – having to be the person who goes out there and say it you know does this come down from the front office or from ownership um you know who really made the call the coaches got to wear it and maybe in both cases the coaches did make the call or maybe they were you know in the mix on the decision were totally up for it but other people were up for it too uh i wonder but i don't think we're going to know the coaches are just going to have to go out and own it peyton manning charles woodson Calvin Johnson, Jared Allen among the 15 finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, they can pick up to five of them to go into uh, into Canton, Ohio. And you would think Megatron is a done deal and Peyton Manning's a done deal. Woodson and Allen, you think all four of those guys are getting in?
2: I, I can see it, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't have any problem with all of them getting yeah. in, though. And
1: the Houston Texans are going to the Patriots organization as they look for direction and where to go from here. Director of player personnel Nick Casario is going to be the Texans' next GM. club hasn't announced it, but there are multiple reports out there. And he's worked with Bill Belichick. He's been the high the, – the, the, the titles are a little different in different places, but he's been the highest-ranked staffer in the personnel department since 2008. So that's building three Super Bowl of the, of the six, three of the six Super Bowl champions right there.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. On that, is a lot of guys from the Patriots have gone on the other stuff. I don't know how good they've been. It makes you wonder just how much power and authority does that man and Bill Belichick have, and is most how what percentage of the success is related to him? A lot it seems like uh, a lot. It might be higher than than any other coach administrator in the history of the game, maybe.
1: You know, I think as a general rule, it is too much work to be the coach and the GM. There's, just, there's too many details, there's too much to do. But if you always get to be in the room, and if your voice is the loudest, and if you've hired people to handle the details who largely think the way you do, then you get a lot of the right information and you can make the decision. And maybe maybe that's like the thing Belichick should really get credit for is to ride that, hey, I delegate stuff because I can't do it all by myself, but I get all the right info and when it really matters, I make sure the right decision gets made.
2: So all you gotta be is be the loudest voice, man. I got a future. There it is. You're running the world,
1: PK. DJ DJ and PK, here we go. Let's get a little college football.
0: Hashtag college football.
2: And now, without further ado, the 2020 winner of the Heisman Trophy is Devonte Smith of the University of Alabama. First off, I would like to thank God. Without him,
1: you none know of this would be possible. Congratulate all the finalists. Just to be in this situation with you guys, y'all are great athletes. And just to be a part of something like this is truly a blessing. The quarterbacks didn't win the Heisman Trophy. Of course, that doesn't need to be a half-hour, hour, 90-minute hour, show. It's been different lengths over time. We just got the essence of the show right there. Without further ado, after a long period of ado, they gave it to someone other than a quarterback. Good thing I didn't bet on that, PK. i lost a lot of money.
2: Well, I wouldn't have any idea about the ado. I don't watch that show anymore. Uh, it's... This- whatever just is. wait
1: for it to pop up on the ticker it's good enough
2: yeah yeah unless there was a local guy but and obviously there wasn't yeah so if you don't want to be a quarterback then you got to be an Alabama player because i think there's been three players in the last 20 years who non quarterbacks and all three of them have been from Alabama i mean it's just it's like everything is just funneling to just a handful of, of schools now and programs and and the rest of us i, I, I have a hard time getting into it I think a lot of people are with you right there. That's to take away nothing from this young man's talent by any stretch. Right. That has nothing to do with it.
1: College football executive director, the playoff executive director, uh, Bill Hancock, said that Monday's national title game remains on schedule to be played despite reports of growing COVID-19 concerns within the Ohio State football program. It came out that they actually set uh, some minimum standards, uh, Seven offensive linemen, I think. You gotta have a scholarship quarterback. Fifty-three players, so they hadn't announced that, but they had done that earlier. So we'll see if we'll see if they actually pull this game off, or if Ohio State ends up with a bunch of positive tests over the weekend. Alabama uh, coach Nick Saban, his daughter went off on social media, then apologized on social media. It's another person, PK. Another lesson. She doesn't necessarily have a career. uh, When you said you weren't, you, you made sure, you know, you're not gonna. You're not going to mess up your career on Twitter the way we've seen people do. But nonetheless, she stepped in it and then backed up, deleting the tweet. If you're not confident to play, then say it, all caps. I call BS on the COVID cases. They're just worried about their quarterback, and they want him to have more time to heal. If he's hurt, put in your backup. You didn't see us postpone the rest of the season to wait for Waddle. Bye, all caps. Man, she was all sorts of fired up. But she deleted it. She apologized. That must have been an awesome call from Nick to get that one.
2: What you is trending? If you more money from me, then you better delete that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, it's the Jazz and the Knicks tonight. We will talk Knicks basketball with Mike Forkunov from The uh, Athletic. He is the Knicks beat writer. And at 905, Tim Lacombe, jazz radio analyst and former BYU and Utah basketball staff member, will join us to look ahead to the game as well. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
2: <laughs>
0: number one. Make us your number one. in the Zone Sports
1: Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Jerry signer Cadillac. Get 0% financing for up to 72 months plus a $2,500 purchase allowance on a new 2021 XT4, XT5, or XT6. Shop your way at Jerry Siner Cadillac. Question of the morning, the question we all asked ourselves over the course of two and a half hours, if you actually stayed with it the whole game, wouldn't blame you if you didn't. Uh, how about that jazz performance against the Nets? How about that? Mark. That was awful. Yeah, it was awful. Mark, once again, this team is not prepared to play from the get-go, who possibly could have seen this coming. Sarcasm, not me. How many times? Coming. How many times does this team have to learn this the hard way before it finally learns? You got to come play at the tip-off.
2: Uh, You—that's too simple. You don't think they know that? You think they think, "Wow, we can just show up and turn it on"? I mean, no, on, that, that's just cliché
1: stuff. On some level, on some level, I think they do. No. Why? What have
2: they accomplished? What has any of these guys accomplished individually? They,
1: I mean, what have they won? They have it They've won. Uh, some of them have won a couple of playoff series. A couple of the That's guys it. have won a couple of playoff series.
2: Yeah. Well, they got Gobert and Ingles, yeah, and, uh,
1: yeah, and Conley Flamers. had success elsewhere.
2: A, a little bit, yeah. yeah. So, so no, I, I, I don't buy that. They're not fat and happy
1: that, after San Antonio. We fixed no, it. Now we're going to play why well. Why would
2: they? No. I, wouldn't. I think that's insulting their intelligence, actually.
1: Well, that was actually part of their answer. Now, maybe that's convenient because there's another answer, and this one is easier to say than the other one. I wouldn't rule that out. You know, maybe there's something else. But that was Donovan. I think it was Donovan who said they've got – they played like a team that lost four out of five, and they're hungry, and we played like a team that had just won easily in San Antonio.
2: Well then that's all it is then, no sweat. Then you got it all you gotta do is change your mindset and you're good to go. It's not that easy. I think I'd be with you a little
1: more if after a bad run to open the game, you know, they had played better. And I thought they maybe were trending the direct maybe that was just me hoping though. But they they stopped getting their butts kicked and, and traded hoops to halftime basically, and like, okay, you come out and you have a nice run here in the third quarter, you'll be in the game and there can be some tension in the finish. And then there was nothing. They the third quarter they actually fell further behind.
2: So. They were down 20 at halftime. It was over. There was nothing in that game that led me to believe that anything was going to change. It's not that easy. Just, oh, we'll just come out, and, and we'll just really jump on them. We didn't jump on them at the start of the game, so let's go with x Jump on them now. now. And we'll jump them on Jump on them at the start of the second half.
1: Instead, they and kept giving up laps no, and turning them. They the rolled
2: over, up. and they rolled over. They had a worse night than the Republicans in Georgia. Boom. Can I get an A-woman?
1: <laughs> no, not for me.
2: Nah. <laughs> Why not? Give me an A woman. I only know what I hear. Don't blame me, people.
1: Tony says, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I feel like I've seen this movie before. You've got to have defensive intensity from the start. I can hear the postgame comments already.
2: I think it needs to be uh, looked at individually. Rather than a collective, I mean, certainly you win and lose it as a team, but you can't be responsible for Bob's and Bill's effort. You can be responsible for your effort. And I know there was one time that Gobert didn't get back, and Conley got up to him on the court and said, "You got to get back." You could practically read his lips. I'm yeah. not as skilled as you are. You and Vince Scully, of course, you're going to have that blessing with to be able to read lips, but you could pretty much figure he was saying. That uh, he could, you got to get back. So I would look at it individually because each of you individually, it's not necessarily a one on one. It wasn't Allen against Gobert. But in terms of that particular pairing, Allen kicked Gobert's butt. Now, what are you going to do about it tonight? What are you going to do about it? Because that's what you can control, what you can give me if I'm Quinn Snyder. I meet. You can't meet. I don't know what they're doing with, the zoo, uh, with all the rules and everything. But find a way to, to reach down to each individual. Here's what you need to give me, speaking from the Quinn Snyder perspective, because those guys aren't doing that.
1: Well, I think that's why they have the, uh, so many assistant coaches and development guys. Everybody's got somebody to talk to them about their specifics. You know, not I just the, the effort balls. intensity, but the X's and O's.
2: I don't want any in-between guy. I want the balls. Hmm. Yeah, I want the boss going to, to whomever he feels like is not giving me nearly enough and get everybody else out of the way. I don't need another slew of assistant coaches looking into an iPad. I want the boss telling me, here's exactly what I need you to do, and you need to do it right now.
1: Well, I think you'd have to meet with everybody then. Did anyone really stand out? You thought, hey, this guy's
2: really making plays? Fine, then meet with everybody. I mean there's all everyone is unique and individual to themselves so I mean cuz part of being a coach it's not about Xs and Os it's not just about reading uh, you know dive to the post and all these stupid terms that make you sound yeah I know what I'm talking about I'll give you a chip block and all that nonsense no that's not what it's about here it's about you reaching down and giving me all you got within the framework of what I need you to give me This is part of the deal you know I mean you a, a head coach takes on about oh, any number of hats in terms of titles or however you want to phrase it. And I think that's what I would like to see. And if you're not going to do it, now find somebody else who will.
1: Mike says, perhaps the Jazz should not read that Durant wasn't going to play. I have seen the Jazz lose more than once with the same scenario. Playing to the level of the competition. Yeah.
2: I don't know. Oh, they didn't come close to playing the level competition. <laughs>
1: they were below the level.
2: Yeah, that's another cliche too. Uh, they didn't get anywhere near the level of competition. I mean, you're not going to be able to to hide the fact that Durant is not there. So if that's if that's going to be the problem, then you're beaten right from the start and put and in were. the subs immediately so you don't waste their legs.
1: Richard says, I signed up for TV service to watch the Jazz, and this is the performance they give us? I can deal with a loss, but when the local ward church ball game looks better, this is sad.
2: It was sad. Uh, it was sad, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I
1: agree. <laughs> now the question of the morning. Uh, how about the Jazz performance against the Nets? And cutting right to the chase, Margaret says, what performance? That was awful. Yeah. Matt, what performance? That was not any sort of performance. We got dismantled by Kyrie and his friends. Yeah, he made nine straight shots to start the game. A lot of layups in there. A couple of lucky shots. Certainly he had one of them. I can't remember both of them, but I know one of them he shot. The three that went off the back of the rim and in. But just his ability to get past mostly Rose to and then blow past Gobert and score at the rim, that was... That was really easy for him.
2: And maybe we need to channel a little Jerry Sloan, make it difficult for him, put him on his butt, do something. You got six fouls, use them. Nice.
1: <laughs> well, and, you know, that is part of getting favors. Okay, now you got 12 fouls at that position. I heard copious references to tuxedos last night, so.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was like uh, Toro, Toro. I mean, I just looked at my wife and said, can you believe this? And she said, no, this is, this is just awful. And I said, a woman. (laughs) Coming back to that again. You're just going to stick with it, aren't you? (laughs) What are you going to do? Break down a a 34 point loss all morning?
1: You really can't. (laughs) Nope. You really can't. It was 20 to 4. It's like, all right. It started, guys. uh, Should we talk whack football?
2: (laughs) I know you guys are hesitant to bring in social issues, but come on. They had a worse night than the Republicans in Georgia. Can I get an A woman? (laughs) I'll give you an A, (laughs) man. grudgingly,, yeah, geez. I mean, they were verbally assaulted like Mitt Romney was at the airport.
1: <laughs> put your mask on, <laughs> please stand six feet away from me. <laughs>
2: Uh, I don't know who could do that. Either side, any side, all sides. <laughs> Here's the deal, man. You leave me alone, I leave you alone. I know. Ready, ready break.
1: <laughs> you could see some politician, some athlete, some entertainer, whatever celebrity, and you can think whatever you want, but I can't imagine walking walking over and getting after them, and then if they get up and walk away, you walk after them, and, and you're filming the whole thing. What are you going to do with the film? Put it on social
2: media and... Let's watch this again. We know exactly
1: what they were trying
2: to do. Did you listen to uh, somebody Gottlieb uh, uh, retweeted something? I think it was uh, Harson when he was at Boise and talking about it used to be you had to Yeah, the Twittyets was. I think it was still. I think it was a Boise background, so I don't think it was. Yeah, new. it was when he was a Boise
1: state. It's a little bit older, but it's been around. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and he's talking about the Twiddiots and how it used to be when, if you had an opinion and you got to voice it, it's because you earned the right to voice it. You earned the right, basically, to say something. And now you don't have to earn anybody's right. You can just pop off whenever you want, and everybody's got something to say. And and usually it's not, I don't know if it's usually or whatnot. It's like that crap like that. And you think you're some kind of uh, social warrior by putting that out on uh, some form of uh, public form. and. It's just it's just crazy. The world is better than that. And just and I'm not picking sides by any stretch cuz I don't have a side. I don't believe in any of them to tell you the truth, uh, but it just seems like it's stuff he was saying, that's what you end up with. And just it's just ridiculous. Find a way to 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 get along, I guess I don't know how else to say it. I, don't, I didn't mean to go Rodney King when I was living in Los Angeles and his speech that he had after going through that situation, but it's just it's, it's just too much.
1: Well, that wasn't the only thing on social media. There were people on a chain on a on a plane chanting at each other and hollering and projecting something to, up lights up on and signs up on a cabin. I can't imagine being on a red eye to DC and thinking ah. Oh, I got to at least get a few hours of sleep, and then all sorts of chaos breaks out. Got to sleep here, people.
2: I can't sleep on a plane. Really? No, because I'm barely sleep in a bed, let alone on a yeah. plane. Are you kidding me? No, I mean, maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Anytime I've done those, the idea of being, oh, then I can sleep on the plane and be rested and whatnot. Nah, it doesn't work that way. I'm going to be crashed and thrashed the next day, and then I'll catch up to you the following day.
1: That's I can get month. to I can get to sleep once, and if I can get an hour or two, that's probably the most I can get. And then if something wakes me up, uh, you know, plane, you know, hits a little uh, turbulence or whatever, you get a bump there, or you know, I've been on the aisle and gotten hit by the drink cart, then it's over. I'm up.
2: Or maybe honey just wants to cuddle with you.
1: Mm, seems unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> sure, theoretically. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. <laughs>
2: Uh, (laughs) Well, the Jazz certainly slept last night, that's for sure.
1: There it is. Way to bring it full circle.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's got to change, man. It's got to change tonight. That's what I said. I can deal with losing. You never concede. I can deal with losing, but that thing was not dealable with.
1: So there's that, and then I think there's the other way to look at it in that, it's happening too often. You know, there have been too many of these horrible starts. Now, they escaped once at Oklahoma City. They played a lot of bad basketball, and then they played just well enough at the end to beat a team that's, you know, in transition, rebuilding isn't very good right now.
2: Fine. They still but, won. That's all that matters. Right.
1: But it's still an awful start, and it followed an awful start against Minnesota. I thought the Phoenix start was pretty poor also. And, and this game... Uh, you know, it was Donovan last night who said, we played two and a half good games out of seven. And, and Rudy's talking about winning the championship. I mean, consistency and bringing it every night. And I mean, we're going to go back to, you know, old Jerry Sloan speeches here, but they're true. And, and you can't show up two and a half times out of seven, which Donovan was acknowledging when he said it. And, you know, I expect they do show up tonight, but I expect later on this road trip, we're going to be doing a segment like this again and we don't really want to expect it yes i expect it i don't know that i expect it well i hope you're right and i hope i'm because wrong and i hope you get to call uh-huh. me out on it in a I week know, and a half understand. I but understand that. i'm sitting here right now it's like yeah. i've seen this before this
2: looked like minnesota this looked like oklahoma city what are we doing here because the reason why i don't expect it is because I still have because it's barely start to to the start to the season, so we can recall every single game we're going to get in another month, and and every this single a, game is not going to come back to right. us so readily as it is now when you've only played seven games and we can call recall each of these games. They're simple to recall, yeah. And at some point, it's not going to be easy. We're going to have to look it up. And so, with that in mind, the point being that I still recall San Antonio. I still recall. Um, Portland, and how the team just looks so dominant in both of those games. Now, you could say, well, those two teams, they're not superstar teams. I understand that, but this is still the NBA and neither was Minnesota with Towns and neither is the Nets without Durant. I don't see there's a whole lot of difference between the teams that they creamed and the teams that creamed them. So, my thought being, if you can do it there, obviously you can do it. It's almost like I would uh, rather than crack on them so harshly, if they hadn't had those big blowouts and you'd shown me what you cap- you hadn't shown me what you're capable of, I would be less inclined to crack on them as hard tonight today after last night. But because I've seen you play at a high level and I know it's there, That makes me want to crack on you more when I sit down and watch something like that. If I were a fan and I devoted my time to that, I would be furious. Now, I'm not furious individually, personally, because it's my job and I'm getting paid to do it, so I'm fine with it. But we had over the holiday, I think it was uh, we had a little problem with the uh, hot water and i think it was new year's eve yeah and so we had the guy come out and we found a guy to come out new year's eve day because we we'd lost hot water and then i to take a shower and no hot water man just not gonna do it if i can afford to have it fixed right so anyway the guy comes out side note if he comes out if he gets there after five it's uh thirty dollars more so he got there after five. I tell my wife, of course he was gonna get there after
1: five. <laughs> he's parked around the corner.
2: Yes. <laughs> T like minus at three thirty one? Yeah. Minutes. At three thirty we got a text. Uh he's on his uh, last one. And then he'll come over to you. Oh, good. He'll get here before five. No, he's not. I mean, come on. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's <around>. PM. Knock, <laughs> knock, knock, He's around
1: the corner listening <laughs> to Gordon and Jake.
2: <laughs> yeah, we got to go. We're going to have to pay the extra $30. It's just bad timing. Uh, that's the way it is. But anyway, so he's doing the thing, and, he, and he's doing his work, and he, he gets the hot water back, and, and it's New Year's Eve, right? So my wife's chit-chatting with the guy. He says, I'm going to go home and watch jazz. I'm going to watch the jazz game. And he was excited about going home to watch the Jazz game. Now, that was, uh, was that the Phoenix game? That they lost, I think it was right, and then they got the Clippers the next night. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and you know, the, the, the the Phoenix game was sort of so-so. It wasn't as bad as last night. But my point is, if you're devoting time, and that's how you're excited about that, and that's what you're going to do, which a lot of folks are going to do, you know, particularly this year, there wasn't a whole lot of out in the public celebration with the New Year's Eve. The point is, you know, you're you're devoting time to this because you're excited about it, and it's something you want to do with your leisure time, and then you put forth that type of effort I would be furious if I devoted my time and I look forward to that it, it's just inexcusable at the at the same realm you know when you give me a Portland and you give me in San Antonio I know the abilities there and even if you would have lost last night which it, it, there's a winner and loser in every single time this is why I don't get caught up in that but every, most folks do there You can lose and still give a great effort, or a much better effort. Even if it isn't a great effort, it's much better than we saw against the Nets.
1: Yeah, I think the Phoenix game would be what you— I think the Phoenix and, and both the Suns and the Clippers games weren't great efforts. There were stretches of both games where they were pretty good. And one night that was enough, and the other night it wasn't enough. Um, so there's a winner and a loser. And if you dig that hole and they rally and, and they fight back and it goes back and forth, and at the end of the night you can say, well, Kyrie Irving banked a three off the rim six feet into the air and then it dropped in. What are you going to do? But to get down by 14, six minutes into the game, and Quinn's time calling timeout and coming out on the floor, you can't see his face so much because he's masked up, but just the way he's walking, you're like, and Quinn is furious. <laughs> he is just livid. And they never get and they never get back to single digits. All night long. I just stay within ten of the Did net. Did you say
2: all night long? All night long. Sing it. <laughs> Gotta go game because once you go all night, you've lost me.
1: <sighs> all game long. But this is why yesterday I was saying I'd sign off on Foreign Two on this trip because You're going to have a bad game or two, and you're going to have a game or two where somebody else plays great. No, that was unnecessary.
2: (laughs) That was was unnecessary. Oh, everybody loves this tune. There's not one single person who dislikes this this tune. This is a
1: tune that has made it now 35-plus going on 40 years. It's early 80s, I think.
2: It stood and withstands the test of time Yep, it has Everybody likes it Lionel Richie, come on He's an American icon He's Lionel Richie No one dislikes (laughs) Lionel Richie No one, no one No one dislikes I defy anyone within the sound of our voice To say you don't like Doesn't mean you have to love him But you don't dislike Lionel Richie And you don't dislike this song Come on This is part of Americana
1: 1983, so 37 years and counting.
2: I'm telling you, if they would beam this during these protests and all these things that are going on, the looting, people would stop, they'd put the, the merchandise back, and they'd start dancing.
1: So, this is this. The, so, what the cops need to do in D.C. today is just put this thing on the speakers, right? And just drive, and everybody who's going to be out going nuts either. The Proud Boys who are going nuts and the other people who don't like them who are going nuts back at them, they'll all just mellow out. A woman. A woman got her nose busted and was bleeding badly last night while I was going through Jess' Twitter references. That popped up.
2: Yikes.
1: That was a lot of of blood.
2: It's not an individual woman. This is an expression that you now... Can you get with the times, buddy? A woman. A woman had a bloody nose. Well, no, that's, Blood- no. Blood. No, no. D. You're, going, you're taking that two words. A woman is one word. I saw my representative say it. A woman. It's two. It's one word. <laughs> your two.
1: representative said it? <laughs> I don't think yeah. It your representative.
2: Oh, it's, a representative. My po- these are our politicians, right? They're working for us. Get with the times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, DJ and PK, we'll take a break. Coming up, Mike Vorkunov writes for the Athletic, covers the Knicks. The Jazz need a bounce-back game in a bad way after a bad game with the Nets. What can we expect from the Knicks? We'll talk with Mike coming up in 20 minutes right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network.
2: BYU's new offensive coordinator, Aaron Roderick. It would be unfair, I think, to expect anyone this fall to play as well as Zach this past year. I think that would be an unfair expectation. He played at a really high level this year, and that was partly due to experience. He got better every year, and then he had some really good play around him. But I do think we have some good players in the room that I have really high expectations that we're going to continue to score points and play at a high level. It'll be a fun challenge for the quarterbacks and for our offense in general to take on a tougher schedule and see what we can do.
0: Hanson Scouting. weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So, P.K., this is coming out out of the blue. We've heard some stuff about this. Uh, Pete Thamel now putting out more stuff, national football writer, that the WAC is planning to announce on January 14th at NRG Stadium in Houston the formation of a football championship subdivision league, which will include Southern Utah and Dixie State and a bunch of Texas schools, Abilene Christian, Lamar, Sam Houston, Stephen F. Austin. And the goal is to move up and become a bowl subdivision league. Now, there are a lot of people in Utah who love football. But this would be five bowl subdivision teams to support. Allegedly, you're supposed to be averaging a minimum of 15,000 people. Got to build some bigger stadiums and fill them. I got to admit, I can't
2: picture that. All right, so if you can't picture it, then it doesn't happen. But if... If you don't picture it, then it won't happen. True.
1: You spend more time in Southern Utah than me. You think there's enough football fans down there dying to go for a game that if they were, uh, you know, if they build the bigger stadiums and upgrade, get the money, and you always got to get the money, and upgrade and all that, and they're in the Bull subdivision playing bigger-name opponents, are people going to turn out?
2: I have to ponder that. I don't know that I can just spout out a yes or a no. You know, because if you ponder it now versus pondering it in 15 years from now, that's two different things. I saw a thing uh, out there. Obviously, it's not going to be if you're just going to go, we'll deal with uh, Southern Utah. Mm -hmm. right. In Cedar City. We've all seen the stadium. We've all driven by it because it's a 9-iron or a pitching wedge off the freeway, right? Right. So every one of us has seen it. I've actually never have been in Oh, yes, I have. I just haven't been in it to see a game. I've toured the campus on one of the endless trips I've made to Southern California, decided to stop and check it out way back when because I had never seen it. I didn't grow up here, had no reason to uh, be over there for it's, any reason. It's so host-
1: checked it out. It's hosted the summer games for years, so a lot of people yeah. have been in it for that.
2: But I, I, I saw a thing the other day, and uh, this um, I, t- I took a picture of it. And I, cause I thought, and I, I might need this for some reason. And sure enough, <laughs> less than a week later, I, I need it. Uh, the U.S. cities with the most new housing in 2020. A breakdown of the metro areas with the most housing units per 10,000 residents. So you got that right? Mm-hmm. You with me? Yep. Number one is uh, Florida, the villages in Florida. I don't know where that is, but I do know growing up for the first portion of my life back east, when you retired, you went to Florida. <laughs> yeah. And it's known as so many people went to Florida, right? That's just the way it is in the New York metropolitan area. Florida was where it was at. And number two, literally number two on a list of... of uh, 30 cities, that's because I took a picture of it, and that's how far the the camera phone went. Number two was St. George. In all these places, you've got, uh, you name it, Raleigh, uh, Odessa, uh, Chapel Hill, Wilmington, North Carolina, Jacksonville, Florida, blah, blah, blah. So there's all these places. Actually, number 30, interestingly, as I look at it, to go down the list, number 30 is Salt Lake City. And that's where it came Number 20 is Provo Orm. So I've got three places In the top 30 in the country Ryan Smith has just been talking About this for Certainly since he took over the Jazz and has a bigger platform About uh, this place Being a tech giant and all this stuff And bringing jobs to this community And to the state and so forth So if you're SUU And Dixie My thing is why not Why not take a shot at it? Maybe it doesn't work. Well, you can go back, but see if you can do it. And it's going to help your profile. It can help your applications, help your university grow, all these types of things. I mean, you go in the St. George area, I mean, it's just exploding. There's no other way to say it. So as we look at the realm of it now, Probably not. I can see where you say you don't see it, but it's not about now. It's about 15, 20, 25 years from now. Where are we at then? Well, it will take a long
1: time to happen. This stuff is, you know, slowly over time. And as a, uh, you know, sports as a uh, kind of a PR uh, PR tool or weapon or I don't know what the right expression is, uh, is useful. I had never heard of Southern Utah University had no idea, and they played UC Santa Barbara in basketball. And so I found out stuff about them. It was when I was calling games. Uh-huh. And, and that was the first I knew of them. And, of course, they'd schedule them because Jerry Pym was out there and he knew all about him because, you know, he'd been to the University of Utah. Um, so the PR advantage of playing sports at a higher level uh, makes sense to me. Now, a lot of schools try to do this without football because it's so expensive. Correct. So, you know, do you do this without football and, and just build up the basketball program and be a basketball school? Well, obviously, the answer here is, is no. Um, they're they're going to try and do it with football. Uh, those areas are booming. And for me, the easiest way to keep track of that is by how many new high schools they build. You know, and it's just it's nonstop. You know, that used to be a tiny region. And now they just keep adding one school after another. I mean, my... I go
2: on how many temples they build. Oh, well done. Well played.
1: <laughs> You're the man. <laughs> oh, you got Provo, you got Orm, you got Lyndon. You... <laughs> but, how oh, many are are... Being, but how many are being built in the St. George Cedar, Cedar C- City? Cedar City's got one. Washington's now going to have one. St. George's got one.
2: So, hey, it's keeping pace. I've been by the ground where the new Washington, Utah one is going to be built. I've been by it very, very recently. So, uh, yeah. So that's that's an indication also. And to, to me, I want opportunity. And I read something, oh, if you want to uh, level the playing field, reduce the number of scholarships for football. You don't need 85. Okay, you probably don't. But I don't want a reduction. I want more opportunities for kids. Not less. Well, this would be
1: more because they'd leave the world of sixty-three scholarships, I, I think, is the Exactly. One, and head for eighty-five.
2: So Bingo. Forty four exactly what I'm talking 44 about. Forty four
1: more opportunities.
2: And so I want that. I don't want less. I it pained me when Rick stopped. And I have no connection to Rick's. All I know it's not the top guys. They're gonna find a place. It's the other guys. And gals. It's gender neutral here. And I want them to have as much opportunity, because maybe it can make a difference in someone's life, and maybe that's the way. You want real change in life. We all want it. We all want equal opportunity. We've been banged over the head by it, and it's the good thing to be banging your head over, having to be banged over your head about, is opportunity and to have a great life. We all want that for everybody, no matter color, creed, what have you. Well, Unless you're born into money, and many of you are, congratulations on that. I wasn't. And I'm a living example. If you want to make something, education. And so, for a lot of folk, that may be the way, is to get that athletic scholarship or whatever it might be. Whatever. Even if it's just the one soul. How great is the one soul? All that type, all those cliches. So, I want more opportunities. So, I view this as good news, as you just said. That's an increasing of scholarships so have this opportunity give more opportunities to folks to succeed and I, maybe uh, maybe those guys at the end will all be rich kids and they can afford it and whatnot anyway so it won't matter i don't know if you want to go re- real cynical but i'm excited to see if this thing can it can happen
1: another fcs league that hasn't been the direction things have been going but we'll see where this uh see where this heads uh, you know, the Sun Belt had kind of been the bottom of the barrel, and they, it's taken time. And back again to your theory that, you know, this is something that gets built up over the years. But they just had their best year as a league. You know, three,
2: yeah, who would have thought Boise State, teams. which was a junior college, wasn't it? Yeah. And look where they are now, football-wise. And that's
1: more than even your 15-year timeline. You know, that Boise State timeline, the Boise State story is a 50-year story. Where they went from 1970 to 2020. You know, that, that's a huge arc. A yeah, fifty a fifty year arc, you know. Remember this, Yock, because you'll be brought back as uh, podcast host emeritus to talk about what there were these guys named DJ and PK on a thing called radio. Some guys, 50 I worked years with. Years ago, they talked about this some very. Some guys I thing. worked with back in the day. <laughs> you young guys don't know about that, but. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We're talking Jazz and Knicks. With Mike Vorkunov next, he writes for The Athletic, covers the Knicks. He's coming up next, the Jazz tonight in the Garden. Stay with us.